welcome to part two of Taco Tsubo with Lori Carter and Mr. Heibu, of course, the star of the show. Okay, so in the first half, first part uh, of the episode of the Clavenating EMT, we talked about a condition, an episodic condition. That's what we landed on, yes. Episodic condition called Taco Tsubo. Okay. Now, uh, Lori has experienced this uh, a total of three times in the last 12 years. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So we're going to take on where we left off last episode. She'd gone to triage in the ER. Mm-hmm. With the last episode, which was about... Nine months ago. Six months ago. Six months ago. It was about six months. Oh, that's right. There's 12 months. <laughs> okay. So you you go to triage and you get the troponin test and it's high troponin. Uh-huh. And so, so they said, well, it kind of looks like a heart attack. And I explained, you know, no. It, or maybe I didn't. I didn't really know either. But just that it's happened before and I don't have blockage. So then they sent me to Abbott via ambulance. My first ambulance ride. No kidding. Are they the most uncomfortable things in the world? I was on morphine, so. So it was totally comfortable. You were just dreamy. It was long, though. It's a long drive. No, I I worked on one and it's like. I I equate them to the Flintstones car. Hmm. The suspension, anyhow. I didn't notice. <laughs> That's it's good that they gave you morphine. Um, that probably helped out with a lot of um, your systems, you know, breathing and uh, mentally and physically too. Angina. I am not saying angina anymore. Okay, <laughs> it just sounds too much like angina. So, but uh, the an- angina can be uh, really painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yes, and there were times. Where even so, even after I got to the hospital and being there a while, it was at its worst. Um, it takes a couple of at least overnight for it to go away, but usually it takes up, up to a couple of days for me. And so. at this point, they they had given you nitro. Yeah, and that just tanked your blood pressure, I assume. Well, just, you know. And gave you a headache. Major headache. Right, because. But once they called Abbott, um, they told him to just give me morphine for the pain and send me over there. So. Good call. Yep. So I did that. And then my memory is shite. But um, I think they were, of course, it always happens in the middle of the night or like. Yeah, I always end up going late because I wait for it to get better or something. So you're, you're talking to a guy that does night shifts. Yeah, right. There's <laughs> an EMT for the fire department, so that's usually when it's when people can't take it anymore. Yep, is when we get called, and uh, I totally understand that. Yeah, because you keep hoping it'll go away before you go to bed. Yep, and then when it doesn't, then you call us. Yeah, you're just if you just go to bed. I tried that the very first time. I just laid there thinking about how much, you know, worrying about it because you have yeah. I, that first time I had no idea why does my chest hurt, you know, um, yeah. and my back and my neck the whole 
area. Radiating pain. Radiating, yes. That's what you had. Yep. Right. So um, they were like, well, okay, we're just going to have to wait for the cardiologist to get here. And then um, I had like three different ones that I talked to. Um, and then they just said, well, <laughs> the anesthesiologist for the angiogram was like, oh, this is going to be good. I'm like, what? What? Because <laughs> they thought there was going to be a big old dissection. Well, they were excited about finding something. Yeah, something interesting, I guess. I guess They it's... were disappointed because they did not find it. Oh, those poor guys. I know. Mm-hmm. How selfish of you to not <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> um, so it was a boring, boring angiogram, but, you know, it just confirmed. Right. They're ruling out. They're, they're throwing everything against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Medically. Yep. So... Prior to that, I had been on diltiazem, calcium channel blocker. Dil. Yep. And um, long time, long time on that. And then, uh, but obviously it wasn't preventing anything. I don't know that any of these drugs prevented. It's mostly, I think... I got to be lifestyle changes. Well, yeah, and and I did take a little bit of a deep dive after your last episode six months ago. Yeah. And it does sound like that um, there's no prevention. No. It, you're kind of at the mercy of... But you're right. It, it's something you, you, can, you can avoid uh, triggers for it. Not always, though. Sometimes you're going to find yourself under emotional or physical stress. Yep. But um, can you can you mentally? Is there a way to mentally diffuse that? Did Did they give you any any advice on how to avoid this in the future? I guess is what I'm getting at. When they, well, how about if we just go get to the point of where you were actually diagnosed with Taco Subo? Well, um, I think as soon as they saw the MRI, they could see the shape, um, and then it was easy um, because the doctor had said, "Yeah, we're there's a lot more information out there now than there was the first time." Right. Um, so we're pretty confident that it's that, and we're gonna change your medication to a beta blocker. And um, just take it easy, you know, for a while. Of course, we were about to go, like a month later, we went on this big, long European trip. We, we, uh, the band, I guess, uh, we were all worried about that. Yeah. Because we thought, oh, you're going to be walking a lot. You're going to be, it's going to be stressful, different language and all this and that. But it sounded like it was almost good for you. Um, it was fine. I struggled at first, I think, because I was still not quite a month out, um, you know, with my all my luggage and, and everything. But after um, not very long, you know, we did a lot of walking, but not running or anything. And, yeah. and it you, was hot. you do got a lovely husband that probably was yeah. extremely helpful. Yeah. And then 
you know, once we, because we, when we were in Belgium, you know, Europe doesn't really have air conditioning unless you stay in a hotel. So, um, so we, we actually left the Airbnb and went to a hotel and enjoyed some air conditioning. But then it started, it rained a lot. So it was just, it was fine. I did fine. You know, I, if it was hot, I just walked slower. Um, and then since then, you know, I'm, I've been exercising a ton and doing fine. I mean, I don't know exactly how, what to do for cardio because I'm interested in improving because it's probably my cardio health is probably poor because of this, you know, but I, I don't know. Cardiologists aren't real eager to get into details like personal trainers do. They just want to say, just get your heart rate up for 20 minutes a day, which, okay. So anyway. Do you, do you experience any angina? Uh, when I exercise, but it goes away as soon as my heart rate comes down. Okay. That doesn't happen when there's an episode. It doesn't go away. <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, when when you were released from the hospital, what was the what were the parting words from the doctors? What did they they must have gave you a big packet of information? Um, right? No. Well, they didn't. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> they must have gave you some. What was the conversation you had with the doctor who um, released you? Um, take these drugs. There was two at that time, actually, Carvedilol, but I didn't really like that one. He's a star up there. Sorry, I, I know. He was yawning. It was really cute. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm listening. This is why I'm not married, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck bringing a girl home to compete with this one. Yeah. Oof. Don't bite that. Anyway, um, they, you know, they were just like, don't drink, just walk, keep, just take it easy, you know, for a month or so and take these drugs, go to your doctor. Um, and then that's pretty much it. Stop. So do you have limitations? No. Mm -mm. Do you feel like you do? If you decided that you wanted to start running 10Ks. Oh, no, no. Okay. They've always said no competitive sports. Not to worry. <laughs> I'm not competitive okay. or no, athletic. I'm, no, so, I'm, I'm, I'm curious of, of living with this episodic condition, um, what limitations there are. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, that's not a problem. I'm not running around. I, I'm not. They don't run like. Leave Beaker alone. Jeez. It's clearly not getting enough attention. Um, moderate exercise is what they say. So walking and I do weightlifting and some HIIT workouts now that I'm recovered. I feel good. Good, 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 good. good. Well, it's nice that, that it's, it's not residual. I mean, we collectively, again, I play in a band. With the lovely and talented uh, Lori Carter. And uh, me and the guys in the band, you know, we were worried and everything, but we have not noticed anything, which is good. Oh, yeah. Plus, I built in some breaks. 
into our set. Yeah, and it, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, because Danny likes to sing, and he should. Yeah, so it's... Okay, so you went home, you got some parting advice from the doctor. Take it easy, take these medi- the, this medication. And uh, are you optimistic now going forward? Yeah, I just... Um, yeah, I just need to be careful. There are certain situations like Vegas. Um, we went to Las Vegas. That show I was extremely nervous about, like shit and bricks. Yeah. I mean, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I think I was the only one that fucked up my part, though. I know. We did so good. That was great. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we played at Viva Las Vegas, the world's largest rockabilly festival. We're in a rockabilly band. Yeah. We're cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, there was lots of lights and there were people right Hi, right up against the stage with big cameras, and I was—I've never experienced that before. So and I a had huge crowd. Yeah, ah, I'm getting preened. Okay, that's all right. As he's, long as you not, don't bite my hair off. Yeah, he's not pulling it out. He's just like what? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just got it colored. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh my god stop it um maybe i'll get like a hair clip that looks like him it's funny <laughs> he just wants to like pull it between his beak um i forgot what i was saying oh yeah vegas Viva. Viva. so Viva. um okay that's enough Oh I feel I heard tearing noises. You look like Phyllis Diller now. <laughs> um, Mr. Hey Boo. That was that was a little a nerve wracking thing. It was a great show though. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we all did that. Um, yeah. Not a big money maker, but uh, a big memory maker for sure. But there was a lot. I mean, I had a lot of. Um, nervousness and so i had to i found myself having to employ strategies while we were in the midst of all that just talking myself down it's like okay can notice you know that my anxiety is ramping up and i would just intentionally relax everything and the thoughts would slow down and i you know i think that helps so if there's a silver lining in any of this, do you think that it's you're trying to live um, in the moment a little more? I know that you're a little more into Eastern philosophy than when I first met you and trying to live calmer. And uh, I think you and I both get a little bit, a little bit edgy. <laughs> is, that a, a kind what? Of, is that a kind way of saying we're drama queens? Um, yeah, not as much as I used to. I'm trying to just roll with things because right. what's really worth getting upset about right. not that much so well that's what i'm saying the silver lining in all of this is um you're changing your lifestyle to a much healthier lifestyle anytime anyone has like a heart attack and or um any kind of thing like that uh any medical condition um they tend to have a healthier lifestyle because of it so even though it sucks to have to have to have a 
it sucks to have to have a healthy lifestyle, but if you're going to look at anything positive, a takeaway, it's um, a lot of people will have a, a medical incident uh, or, you know, they'll get diabetes, they'll get uh, high blood pressure, um, heart attack, um, things like that. And then they have to change their diet. They lose a bunch of weight. They start exercising. And the ones that live do. Yeah, the one. The one. <laughs> Some people just You've been don't hanging care. around me too long. Yeah, the ones that die just don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> life isn't worth living if I can't have cheeseburgers. That's right. If I can't have my Twinkies, I haven't had a Twinkie in so long. <sighs> oh my god! It's been maybe decades for me. Me and Haybu just had uh, pop tarts. How old are you? Those are for children. I'll be 59 next week. <laughs> I'm a, I know, I can relate to children more than adults. So, anything you want to add? It's a, uh, it's a wrap up. I'm just very happy that um, it's more recognized now and more studied. Because um, they put me in some, they I forgot this part of the story. They sent me down to the mail after that first time because they thought it was this spontaneous artery dissection and i was part of this study and then they said oh no i think it's because of this cardiac myocardio bridging cardial cardio bridging cardio right. bridging which, which Can't is ever say that um which is there but it's not the cause it's it's very and it's actually very common yeah and most people live their lives and don't know about it until autopsy. Right. If they have an autopsy, it's um, the, the the arteries that feed uh, oxygenated blood to the <laughs> to the heart to the heart muscle will actually grow into the um, heart muscle. Yeah. Instead of on the outside, like we see um, pictures of. So, and, uh, yeah, they thought that was maybe a cause, but then. This new guy said, well, this would be happening to a lot more people because of what you said. It's common. It's very so, common. So, yeah. I, anyway, I'm happy that we're the doctors know more now and can diagnose more accurately rather than treat you like, you know, an 80-year-old or whatever, somebody with a blockage because it's not that. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the upside, you know. I mean, it, it still is, it needs to be taken seriously and not blown off as some anxiety thing or some um, female thing because 90% are female. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but that's, like I say, the thing in, in medicine that, that <laughs> drives me crazy is when um, any medical professional, any anyone from an EMR to a brain surgeon, when they uh, dismiss... Uh, a person's suffering or a person's um, um, symptoms and things like that, and they try to minimize it, and they try to make it seem like, oh, it's all in your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and I think the interesting thing about this, and I hate to use that word, but it is, I mean, you know me, I'm I'm a geek. Mm -hmm. And I, you can see why I find this really interesting. Right. You know, because it's psychosomatic. It's biopsychosomatic. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But it does, it is physical damage, but it it heals itself. It's not permanent. 
Which right, that's the good news. Very, I'm very relieved about that. Oh, he's not going to be deterred from his mission right there <laughs> to chew through that Velcro. Okay. All right, so we'll, should we wrap it up? I think we've covered it all. Okay, good. Okay, so that's Taco Tsubo we're talking about. And um, look it up. Uh, do yourself a favor, look it up, do a little research on it. I think we're going to hear a lot more about this uh, condition, this episodic condition. And uh, I think it's really important that uh, more people are made aware of it. Um, I think it's been dismissed for far too long. So I appreciate your time and your honesty about it all. Uh, I'm glad that you can talk about it. Mean, you know, I mean, it's not like you robbed a bank or anything. but Yeah, or... Had some really embarrassing <laughs> condition. Yeah. <laughs> no, I appreciate your time though, and talking about it and being open about it because I do. I have. I. I am going to take it on. Is um. What what little impact I can have for spreading the word about this condition because I think it's important that uh, medical people start looking at it a little bit more and taking it seriously. I agree. That would be great. So thank you. All right. So, another, isn't that nice? <laughs> I feel special. Excuse me. <laughs> hey, boo. Hey, boo. Oh, and, no, he's chewing oh, the mic cord. <laughs> what's ironic is his name means fart in Japanese. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Quit it. Will yeah. he bite me? Yeah. Ah, okay. All right, so this, <laughs> this is a Clavenating EMT, uh, and this is the lovely and talented Lori Carter saying see you next time. Bye.